welcome back to Talkin' Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. And tonight we're discussing Season 1, Episode 13, Little Girl, I Want to Marry You. Original air date, January 24th, 2007. Written by Jason Kadams and directed by Jeffrey Rayner. Oh, wow. Okay. So Jason Kadams is a part of this. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, he wrote the episode. Summary, in lieu of all troubles off the field lately, everyone is working extra hard to get their mind back in game mode. Smash's mom discovers something in his room that could potentially destroy his dreams of playing football. But the four words I gave you, destiny, campaign, and report, candor, I gave them last week. You did really well because you felt that Smash's Secret was going to come out in this episode, and also Destiny had to do what Lila and Jason proposal. I can't believe it. I know. Wow, wow, wow. wow. But you did really well with those two predictions. I did. I was really proud of myself. (laughs) You should be proud on yourself. I was. I was like, all right, pat yourself on the back, Liz. You're good. (laughs) I mean, with that title, who else could be getting engaged unless it was something really random i don't know right 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 i mean it it's true like especially with something like that and the way that jason and lila have been it makes sense so let's start with them let's go into destiny at the top of the show it opens up but buddy is having dinner with his family and he's telling lila how their family friend mr johnson came into the dealership and his son mr johnson's son is writing a paper, a psychology paper. He's in college and sets Lila up with him. Not really a date, but hoping that Lila can help him with the football and the cheerleading and the psychology of high school sports. Yeah. And also, she has a brother. Does he have a name? <laughs> uh, probably. And a sister. Oh, I didn't notice the sister. I just kind of was like looking at the right side of the table and noticed the br- little brother. And I'm like, oh, look at that. And she has a sister. Nice. So she's the oldest, I'm assuming. Yes, she is the oldest. Yeah. So Jason doesn't love the idea of Lila meeting up with this college kid, though Lila insists it's not a date. The, and this discussion, mind you, took place at the diner where everyone seems to be hanging out. So this is the scene that you clocked from the yes. image on Netflix Yes. When Lila gets up, okay, so let's just set the scene here. Lila's sitting with Jason. They're discussing her going on this date. She gets up because her friends call her over. She doesn't want to be rude. Again, I'm like, where were these friends? But where were these friends with the whole cheerleading situation? They weren't there. It's just such a funny small town thing where everyone is always at this place. And like sometimes you can go alone. But sometimes you can go with your boyfriend and sometimes you go with your friends. But like then everyone is still there. So you're like, I don't want to be rude. It's like, well, you're having dinner with your boyfriend. So I don't think it's rude. I like, know. see each other all the time. Like, oh, hey, over here. Yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> right. So anyway, Lila gets up because she doesn't want to be rude. So Tyra comes over because she's at the diner with her mom and her sister. And she questions Jason what is he doing here with her? And the Lila Garrities of the world can just get away with anything. So Vic wants mm. to know, do you think that there could be a world where Lila and Tyra can be nice to each other and not sarcastic? I think when they're older. I don't yeah. think now. High school, you're very much, unfortunately, conformed to your little 
bubble of what that is for the moment or for the year. And, you know, if she's a cheerleader and you're not, you don't like her. And that's really it. Like, your friends don't like her either. I don't see Tyra with many friends as well. Like, it feels like we see them so solo all the time, all of our characters. So you're like, it's hard to believe they actually have friends that are outside of what we see. I right. mean, you hope that they have friends, right? You don't want them to just be loners and not have any source of like outlet for friendship. But I think down the line, and I'm still going with my gut, that these girls were friends as kids. They definitely separated. They were on to different things. And now they don't really have an understanding of what the other one wants. They have different aspirations and goals. And these two women will one day, I'm hoping, just be mature and be like, oh, God, we were so stupid in high school, like girl power or something. Yes. Yes. One can only hope that we will get to that point. I'm sure we will. So Lila goes on her date. Jason grabs Herc to go spy on Lila. So they do this I very, this. I know, comedic drive by. And he asks Herc, do you think this is a date or do you think this is just a hangout? Do you think this is innocent? And he's like, well, knowing Lila, I bet this is a date and convinces Jason <laughs> that it is actually a date. And as they drive by, Herc yells out, Lila, Lila. And she looks. It's very yeah. funny. It was, I adore them as friends. Oh, they're great it, friends. It's such a good friendship, and it's a great friendship for Jason to have. He needs that. He needs yeah. someone to as, almost aspire to be personality wise. Like, her yes. is so tough willed and just a strong personality. And Jason is very soft in a good way. Like, a, yeah. in a, a, you know, we love Jason. But Herc has been around the block. He has been in a wheelchair for, I guess, I don't know how many years, but it's been a long time. He knows the ropes. He knows how to, like, Jason's, like, his little student. It's just, ah, I love them together. And Herc's like, don't let anyone mess with you. Well, right. You're so much better than these people. Right. So that night, Jason, he goes back to the Garrity's, and he's waiting in the driveway for Buddy to come home. Buddy gets out of his car and questions Jason, what are you doing here? And he straight up asks him, like, why did you set Lila up on a date? Why are you doing this? Do you not believe in our relationship? And Buddy admits that he wants Lila to have a great life and he doesn't see that happening with Jason. Can you even have babies? Can you Uh, even have babies? Who's going to take care of her? Yeah. But in the other argument sense... I understand where Buddy's coming from, and I almost dare do I say agree with him. Did he have to go like a low blow with some of the things he said? No, but they did have an honest conversation, and he's like, I'm just looking out for my daughter. I want what's best for my kid. And, you know, he's just thinking future and what Lila will have down the line. So a part of me was not mad at Buddy. I was annoyed with some of the comments he did say, like the children thing really hurt me. Yeah. But he's a concerned parent. And Jason was there. He was like, I'm ready to hear it. Oh, yeah. No, he took it. He took it. Jess wants to know, did your parents ever voice concerns over someone you were dating? Yeah. Not to this extent, though, because I wasn't at this level. Obviously, this is a very extreme case. But... For sure, my high school boyfriend, my mother and family members were not a fan of. Yeah, I mean, and then in the past, 
when you get back with someone, if you do decide to do that if, after you've broken up, your family definitely doesn't have good opinions oh, of that person yep. for a while. It takes them a while and then, you know. Been there, been there. Exactly, been there. So <laughs> there's, you know, there's things that your family, they see for you, they want the best for you, and they're going to express it, which, like, they should. They and especially. They know, they know you and love yeah, you. Yeah, with this situation, I mean, they are so young. They're so still young. in high school. Babies. So you do understand where Buddy's coming from, but his delivery and the way he expressed it, and also the fact that, listen, he can have these concerns for Lila, but the fact that he kind of deliberately wanted to set her up on a date to steer right, her in a... that wasn't cool. Right? Isn't that shady? Yeah. That it's was kind of cool. like a, a shady moment that Coach had a few weeks ago with the Matt and Julie thing. Like, Let me the- give you all the homework you can possibly i could possibly shove in yep Yep. Mm, yeah these dads man (laughs) so after jason has the talk with buddy him and herc have a conversation about what happened and jason admits that he never realized how selfish he's been and maybe he should just let her go and herc says listen i'm not the biggest fan of lila but you shouldn't leave her for buddy you are allowed to do what you want to do. And the Buddy Garrities of the world are the cancer to us. And you just have to flip them the bird, which was so funny because Herc holds up his hand and, yes. you know, can't. But, but this conversation was so uplifting and empowering that it leads Jason to show up in the driveway again, but this time for Lila. And it appears that he's breaking up with her, but then he ends up proposing to her. I did not. I mean, obviously, I, I predicted it. But in that scene, I thought maybe he would have broken up with her. Right. And then Randy watching with me, he's like, no, I knew I knew this was going to happen. I knew he was going to propose. I'm like, you did? So Vic wants to know, why do you think Jason proposed? Is it because of what Buddy said or what Herc said? I think a combination of both, if that's a cop-out answer. But it was Buddy that sparked him to want to kind of prove, no, I'm better than what you're saying I am. Right. And then Herc being like, you know, don't let anyone talk you into doing or not doing something that you don't want to do. And plus, I know I'm not the biggest fan of Lila, but if you love her. Then you should go for it. Then fight for it. Well, fight for her. I didn't know we have to lead to a proposal, but definitely fight for her. Right. You could have just said, like, I'm not giving up on this relationship because you mean way too much to me. I mean, he says, like, you're you're my entire life. Like, I love you to the fullest. You are my everything. And so how is he going to give that up? Yeah. And she indeed does say yes. She does? She says yes, like full-heartedly she, yes. I guess she she, I mean, she's yeah. crying. She says yes. Mm-hmm. Mike wants to yeah. know, will Jason and Lila actually get married? Will they be another Naily? Dare we say it? I know. I was like, Naily? In my notes, I wrote in big capital letters, Naily? Question mark? Um, I mean, I have, we, we have experienced this teen marriage before. I have a feeling that maybe it's not going to be like that. And there may something will break, not break them up, maybe kind of shake them up a little bit. Like, oh, we probably shouldn't get married yet. Yeah, this maybe isn't they won't actually break up, going. But maybe right. we shouldn't get married yet. <laughs> right. This isn't how we thought this was going to go. Right. And we are young. Like, they didn't, we didn't even see them have this conversation yet. It is coming next week. We will see that. But, I mean, we literally leave off at this point. So 
They have to discuss logistics, wait till they tell the families. It's going to be a thing. It's going to be I, I a look forward to it. <laughs> All right, let's move on to campaign. So this actually has to do with Tammy. The Taylors are asked to have dinner with Mayor Rodell, and she asks Tammy to be her running mate in the upcoming election. They are also yeah. thrown off by the fact that she's a lesbian. <laughs> Lives an alternative lifestyle, as oh, Coach this... Eric likes to put it. Yes, but this pained t- me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this pained me as well. <laughs> But when it comes down to it, Tammy is very impressed by her education plan. So a couple of things to just discuss that I wanted to discuss with you. One, them getting ready for this dinner. I absolutely loved because I loved Tammy's absolutely gorgeous. She's wearing this black dress. Her hair is beautiful. And she's like she lays out all of Eric's clothes and he's just laying on the bed. She's like, stop laying up. Stop laying down. Get up. Get up. Let me tie your tie for you. And they're, you know, discussing things that are going on in their life. And they're wondering, like, why is the mayor inviting us over? And then when we get to Mayor Rodell's house, we see her with her partner. And we see them holding hands. And Eric is just clocking it. And he's just uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Not a fan of this. I'm not a fan of this. Mm Mm-mm. It's not good. So Tammy, Tammy approached it in a way I respected. Yes, but Eric, he had a problem. He had a, he struggled with it a little bit. Yeah, because after dinner they discuss it, and she's the mayor's on television, and Tammy says, you know, her education plan is so good, and he was like, you already have your hands full. You know, you have to take care of me. You have to take care of our daughter. Your, you know. You didn't even vote for her. And she's like, details, details. Mm -hmm. But then Tammy decides she actually is going to go through with this. She interrupts (laughs) Eric during a meeting and says, I'm going to join the election campaign. And Eric is against this at first because he thinks this and feels this is going to have negative effects on them. Right. What if something were to get out? Right. Saying In this town. Okay. In this town. All right. So what does it have to do with Tammy? Yes, she's on the campaign, but how is that going to negatively affect her? Well, it affects him because she's the coach's wife. Right. And so then it's like, oh, you support this? It's just mm-hmm. so messed up. I did yes, not like it. it. I did not uh, like the yes, way coach felt. And while I understood him, I don't like it. I don't like it. Right. Exactly. But ultimately, you know, Tammy says, well, you're just going to have to deal with it. I'm taking it. And he cracks up and he said, there's just never a dull moment with you. And she says, that's why you married me, sugar. Thank you for your support. Another great scene between these two. They're so great together. Every week, right? We keep saying it right. Broken records together. Yeah. It's it's hard to it's hard to choose your favorite TV couple, but these two are really just mm-hmm. yeah, so good. All right, let's move on to report. Oh, this has to do with Smash. So Smash's mom, Corinna, she's in his room one morning cleaning up. She's saying, you know, least they could do is make their bed. She's mumbling to herself as she's straightening up, and she finds his steroids. So she storms down to the field during workout sessions confronts smash grabs him 
puts him in the office with Coach and starts accusing Coach and Smash at first is quiet and Coach is like, I didn't know anything about this. But then Co- then uh, Smash ends up confessing that it is him. It has nothing to do with Coach. So Vic wants to know, would you have reported Smash to his coach if you were Corinna or have talked to him first? I probably would have talked to him first. Same. He didn't do a great job of hiding it. <laughs> you know, I know. He really just kind of had it like next to his bed or maybe just like right under his bed. Yeah. But I definitely would have approached my child first and then would have brought it to the coach's attention if I felt like, like she didn't think of the consequences of right. what would happen to Smash. And like, while I feel he should get punished, this is his future and he has so much weight on his shoulders as his mom is realizing like, oh my God, you rely so heavily on making the the funds for this family. Like I had you put so much pressure on yourself as a kid. You just be a kid. And, um, you know, she now coaches in a really stuck, a really shitty predicament. And she says, I didn't want to believe that it was yours. I had to go to the coach and see if, you know, this was something he like basically forced you to do it into doing, which can you want to believe that her son did it. It's that's such an awful thing to have to think of. Oh my God, the coach was forcing my son to do this right you can't even think that my son would do something like this on his own yeah and at home they end up having a bigger fight and he tells his mom that she ruined his life how dare you do this this is everything i've worked for and she said i'm trying to save you and she kicks him out for the night so smash meets with coach taylor pleading that it was a mistake. And he's like, yeah, I've, you know, made mistakes in my life too. Like I forget to pick shit up at the grocery store, but this is totally different. Yeah, And it was really effing dumb what you did. So he announces to the team that Smash is going to miss Friday night's game due to a personal issue and tells them that you need to respect the privacy. And this does not get out. Like nobody knows why Smash isn't going to play this week. None of the, no one, no team members, nothing. And this makes everybody wonder. Everyone is so skeptical, including Buddy, because how dare he be left out of game decisions? Mm -hmm. Right. So Smash ends up coming to Coach Taylor's house one night, and he's just so afraid and just wants to know, have I been kicked off the team? Like, I know I'm not playing in this week's game, but I just need to know if I'm off forever. And so Coach Taylor reminds him again, you need to understand how much I'm risking for you and I'm putting my job on the line and you need to understand how important it is that this does not get out. Such a big deal here. It is. And it leads me to believe that coach's involvement maybe will get out and this is not going to end well. Yeah. Yeah. So Smash finally comes home and owns up to his mistake to his mom. He breaks down and says that he, like you were saying, he feels like he ruined his future. And she says, there will be another opportunity. You don't need to feel this pressure. You will succeed for this family and for yourself. I just wish you could feel like you were a kid, which just broke my heart. It's awful. I know. So Jess wants to know, do you think it will come out that Coach Taylor doesn't report Smash? If so, will there be repercussions? What do you think those will be? Well, it could go either way where he it doesn't ever get out, 
But then again, it's a television show, so any secrets that are held generally do come out at one point or another. But are they going to let him off the hook? I mean, that whole um, voodoo situation right. could have risked his career. So it's like, how many times are we going to risk his career as being the coach? So, ooh, I, yeah. I want to say maybe for the story, it won't get out. Okay. And coach will just feel he'll see how to progress with the smash situation. Like, will I let him back on the team or not? Like, maybe that will be the dilemma as opposed to, like, everyone then finding out that coach knew about the steroids. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. He also said, I need to know who else knows about this. And And I was thinking, like, nobody knows about it, but Matt has an inkling that something was up with Smash. True. So maybe... Very true. Maybe yeah. Coach will find out something from him. Yeah. Uh, let's move on and talk about Tyra. At that diner scene we were talking about earlier with Jason and Lila and Tyra was there. She is there with her mom and her sister and they're all having dinner together. It's really cute to have these three Colette women just What's hanging out. What's the sister's name again? Mindy. Mindy. So Mindy, Angela, and Tyra are the three Colette women. Yes. But because Bob is gone and Angela needs a job, they're trying to convince her to apply for the receptionist job that opened up at Buddy's dealership. Angela's super, she's just stressed out about Bob being gone and how she's going to pay the bills. And she really needs to get a job, but she really doesn't want to work for the Garrities because who the hell wants to work for the Garrities, right? Yeah, so Tyra asks Tim for a favor that doesn't involve any sex, makeup sex, or thank you sex, but if you could go and talk to Buddy on the behalf of me and my mom, and this would really mean a lot. So Tim goes in there, which, again, we love Tim Riggins, but he's and so- And it's not pom- always about sex, Tyra. It's not. It's I not always about, about sex. Absolutely. But who so- are you? He goes in there and he shows face and Buddy's like, your timing is awful. And Tim responds with, yes, sir. I've been getting that a lot, which made me laugh. (laughs) But he just says, can you please consider giving them a break and give her an interview? And Buddy respects him for that. You're a good man, Tim. And then questions him on Smash. And Tim says, I don't know what's going on. Nobody knows what's going on with that. Right. I almost thought Buddy was like, let's make a deal. I yeah, help you. Absolutely. You tell me. And Tim was like, I honestly don't know anything. So I was thinking it was going to go further where he was like, all right, we'll find out. And I'll let right. Tyra's mom get that job. <laughs> well, what do you think of Tyra going to Tim on her behalf? You know? Because yeah. he's I on the Panthers. People. Yeah. I guess that's really the only outlet she had. It's other than like Jason but Jason couldn't really do much either he probably would be able to do less than Tim I guess so yeah and especially because Buddy's not really too fond of Jason right now Mm -hmm. because of what they discussed so I just thought it was an interesting choice for Tyra to reach out to Tim but knowing his pull with Buddy and the Panthers yeah anyway so Tyra and her mom they're driving they're talking about this interview and how much she doesn't really want to work for the Garrity's, but push comes to shove. They end up getting a flat tire. 
and they're having trouble changing the tire and Angela is so frustrated and Tyra again flips out and she says, we have to do this. They end, they talk about Bob and she's like, what was so wrong with me being with Bob? And Tyra said, mom, he hit you. This is not good. My worst fear is becoming you. If we don't change this tire right here, we are both doomed, which is just a huge metaphor for their life. Yeah. Right. So Mike wants to know, have either of you changed a tire before? How about Randy and Aunt? I can 100% tell you I have never changed a tire, but Anthony 100% has. Um, I don't know if Randy's ever changed a tire, and I have never changed a tire. I'm actually panicked in the thought of ever having to change a tire. And I know that's like first world problems. You should be worrying about other things, but like that is something I probably should learn to do. And I do not know how. (laughs) I know the logistics of it. I don't have the strength for it. No, I don't even know the logistics. Where is my spare tire? It's in my trunk somewhere, right? Like under the seat? Yes. No, no, no. (laughs) Usually it's in your trunk underneath. um, Underneath the, yeah. We're both making this. But if I had to put it on the car, no idea. Getting the other tire off the car? Yeah, it gives me anxiety thinking about it. Oh no, I have I anxiety one day too. Have have never done it, and one day possibly would have to do it. I would just call AAA. Same. <laughs> That's what I would do as well. Yeah. Uh, great question, Mike. But yeah. just to go back to this scene, what did you think of this scene with Angela and Tyra, and how intense it got? Every conversation these women have is intense because Tyra well, wants so much for her mom and. The mom is saying to her, I, what's so wrong with Bob? Why can't I be with Bob? I can only do what Bob wants, and I don't have the funds because Bob's on here. It's, <laughs> oh, my God. As a child, you want your mom to be stronger Better. than that and say, you know what? No, I don't need a man. I'm going to change this tire, and I'm going to go get myself a job. And the way that Tyra speaks to her and they figure it out together, it does make her mom think a little bit like, yes, I should go yeah. out and get this job. and. She gets it with the tits, so. Well, yes. All right. Before we get to there. That's right. (laughs) Uh, We have to talk about Matt. We opened up this episode with Eric in the car with Tammy and Julie, and they're listening to Dr. Q, which is this advice call-in show. Eric doesn't understand why they need to listen to this. It's their guilty pleasure. And Dr. Q says, you're in control of your own destiny, which he later uses out on the field with the team, which Mm -hmm. was hysterical. And it turns out that Coach McGill also lives by Dr. Q. Yes. It's funny. So the team is getting ready for Friday's game, and Matt is going over gameplays because, as we know, Smash isn't going to be in the game. So he's at, he's in his living room. We have his dad there, Julie's there, grandma's there, and they're watching. And Matt announces to the family that he needs to go over these plays because Smash isn't going to be in the game and he is so intent on it and he can't wait for his dad to watch him play. And that's when Henry announces that, ooh, I'm actually shipping back out and I won't be at Friday's game. Yep. Suspected that. So Yeah. Really cute scene, though, on Grandma's part because she is just animate on the fact that they probably have video play in Iraq and... He could watch the game there. She's like, just tell him. Just tell them. They'll put it on. They'll put it on. They get the Super Bowl. They'll get this game. They'll exactly. get the playoffs. She then questions Julie 
about Smash. Like, we have some intel. So what do you know? And she says, I don't know anything. Like, me and my dad don't discuss gameplay or football. And she also mentions just how much she loves Coach Taylor and does he like cherry pie. I just... (laughs) I love her so much. After Matt comes out with these gameplays, he goes to Coach Taylor, approaches him, and presents his plans and coach says you know what thank you so much but you do the playing i'll do the coaching so just let it be yeah he wasn't having a good morning he wasn't and i think this would have been well more received if this whole smash situation wasn't going down and tammy taking the election part right yeah so then we have this scene where matt says goodbye to his dad they're all at the bus station. Grandma's just the sweetest. She hugs him and she's like, we're going to be fine. You just make us proud. No problem. Julie's also there, which was super sweet for support. Yeah. Yes. Oh. And he leaves and they all hug and it just makes Aww. me... I know. And even, you know, Grandma, she's she was strong when Henry left, but then as soon yes. as he left, she started crying, and they all hugged, the three of them, yeah. and it was so cute. It was so cute. So sad. Yeah. Mike wants to know, will we see Matt's dad again? Mm, not for a few seasons, if okay. that. Okay. Tish wants to know, what do you think of the Julie and Grandma relationship in this episode? Oh, I love that. It's yeah. so sweet. I mean, I'm sure grandma loves having another like female come around and she's also Coach Taylor's daughter, so I'm sure she loves that and she just I'm she wants Matt to be happy, so it, there's it's sweet. And she they it doesn't seem like Julie has grandparents that are around. Going right. back to the Coach Taylor thing, I still think something went on there. So with his family? Mm-hmm. So maybe she likes she's like, Oh, you're like my adoptive grandmother yeah all right so we get to friday night we get to the game they start off a little rough and then coach ends up calling in on that and going with the plays that he wanted to go with and that he presented to coach and he knows it's risky but coach believes in him and they go for it and they win which is also just such a big deal also in the crowd i don't know if you noticed it but Billy, I mean, everybody was there, but Billy was wearing a giant Tim Riggins button, and I want one. I didn't notice a Tim Riggins button. It's giant. It's like the size of half of my face. It's his face? Uh-huh. Yeah. I di- didn't even see that at all. I wasn't yeah. paying attention to that. That's I'll have awesome. To grab, I'll have to grab a screenshot of that. After the game, Matt expresses his gratitude to Coach for believing in him, and go- and Coach pretty much just says, you did well. Have a good night. <laughs> Matt's like, okay, all right, sir. Not getting anything from this guy. Uh, after Tyra and Angela fix their flat tire, Tyra walks up to Buddy at the celebration party, which is taking place at Garrity Motors, and yes. explains what happened with the car. And he tells Tyra that he filled the position But then he sees Tyra's mom and suddenly he changes his mind and says he'll have some spare time to do an interview. And Angela gets the job. And he didn't even ask her how her typing was. Right. How many words per minute? So Will wants to know, what does Buddy have in mind with Angela? I I don't believe Buddy to be villainous in the way, in the sense of I'm going to be a creep. 
mm-hmm. and maybe do something or try and do something with this woman. But maybe as like an eye candy situation, like, oh, it looks good to have this woman at the front. And when men come in, it will be good to have her there. Maybe she can help us like push over these people. Like, look at her. So obviously he knew he didn't know, or, you know, her words per minute. So it, he wasn't caring about that. <laughs> she got the job right. for some other reason, <laughs> which sucks. And then Tyra's face was like, wait, what? Like, oh. Okay, I see where this is going. <laughs> right, and Angela's like, who cares? I got the job. This is great. Let's go get drunk. We're good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, during this party, Eric also goes up to Corinna and Smash and asks for permission if he can take Smash for about an hour or two. They go and get burgers, and Eric explains how this is going to work. You are going to play, but however, you have to agree to mandatory drug testing and the fact that you need to not listen to the Grady Hunts of the world, which we know is that list he was trying to get on, the reason why he mm-hmm. started these steroids, but you have to listen to those who love you and care about you. And I put my life on the line for you, so you better not fuck it up. And Smash tells him, I'm all yours. I'm not going to fuck this up. I promise. Mike wants to know, Will the town ever find out about Smash using, and do you think he'll use again? I I want to say he won't use again. Does that make it too after-school special if, like, he never does go back to it kind of thing? Or does he? And this seems to be his only way of pushing himself to kind of be better. Right. Or feel like he, that's his, he's not lazy though. No, he's not lazy. He wasn't, he wasn't getting it quick enough and he was so worried that these scouts were not going to see him in his fullest potential, like ASAP. Right. So I, I just, I hope, what I hope is that he doesn't continue doing it. And will the town find out? Probably, but maybe that's after coaches like working at UT or something, and maybe it wouldn't jeopardize his career. I just don't see them jeopardizing coach's career again. And also, like how many are we times gonna, are going to jeopardize it? You know, right? And are we going to jeopardize Smash's career or Smash's career? Like, yeah, we have already have one guy who the future is not football, and I mean that's Jason. That's true. I'm, I'd who. It could obviously we could be very well surprised what what happens with Jason, but are we going to ruin another kid's future of not playing like football in college or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I have a feeling that Coach and Smash are not going to be burned. Okay, so maybe the town won't find out. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> Kelsey wants to know, which character would you want to portray in the show? If I was an actor, who would I want to play? Mm-hmm. Which Tammy. character would you want to play? Yeah, Tammy same. Taylor. <laughs> and then following up, as of now, which character would you say you were most like? Mm, what I was most like maybe in high school julie i guess am i still like her now maybe i have like a mix of like julie and like tim riggins (laughs) they're like 
my mashup. You know, I love it. I think I'm like Tammy. I'm gonna go with that according yeah. to you know that personality quiz I took of that we did on Discord. Yeah, I was like you did 80, get Tammy, eighty five percent Tammy Taylor. So which is great. I, I want to portray her. Ooh, maybe though I would want to portray Tyra because mm. I think that'd be a really fun character to that play. Would be fun. She definitely would be fun. But I think I'm probably most like Tammy at this point in my life. Yeah. That was a great question, Kelsey. Thank That's you. That's a great, great question. A couple of emails and thoughts. Jacqueline says, the acting by Smash and his mom was absolutely incredible this episode. So, so raw and real. Julie's relationship with Matt's family and his grandma is so adorable. I love Jason choosing to confront Buddy. I also love Matt's confidence when he knew he could make the play. We see some serious growth here from his confidence in the first episode. Definitely. So much growth. And then Kim, she says, I'm liking Jason's character more now. He's been working twice as hard for his recovery. He stands up for himself and doesn't make excuses when people, and when I say people, I mean Buddy, doubt him even after his injury jason's determination is unmatched he definitely deserves to be happy but i don't think he's quite ready for marriage yet i want him to agreed yeah i want him to focus more on his recovery and being comfortable with himself yes 100 percent. he should feel like he has at least an understanding of where his what his future is going to be before his future is just being with Lila and Lila's future just being with Jason. Like, Lila also has no idea what she's doing. Right. Yeah, she continues with, I don't think he should be with Lila, but it's not because of the same reasons as Buddy. Oh. Like, I, I agree. What the reasons are. <laughs> well, I think because she feels that he should grow into himself. It has nothing to do with Buddy's reasons. It has right. to do with the fact that you need to become the person you're becoming before you decide on a marriage proposal. Exactly. And yeah, just because Buddy's saying that he doesn't know how you'll be able to provide for their family in many facets, it's just what Kim is saying. Like, I I just want you to figure out yourself first. Right. Before you do any of these marriage things. Marriage things. Crazy (sighs) marriage things. Yes. They're literally children. Literally children. Children. And Lila is younger, so... She's really young. Like, I just never, like Nelly need pa- parental consent, I'm sure, to actually get married. I just never wanted a proposal or to get married in high school. Ever. Oh. Like, it never crossed my mind. Like, once. No, I mean, I never had, like, a serious, serious boyfriend in high school. So, uh, I guess it just was never on my mind. But I always thought, like, okay... I'll be at like at least 25 before I'm right? married or something like that, you know? Right. Yeah, same. Craziness. All right. Music in this episode, we had Rihanna, Richard Bunkner, The Sammies, Lyle Lovett, The Black Angels, and Dale Watson. What was your favorite quote of the episode? My favorite quote was, um, sometimes I wish you could just be a kid. I love that. Mine I was- love that. You are in control of your own destiny. And then McGill going, you listen to Dr. Q. I live by her. (laughs) I also liked my worst fear is to become you. Ooh, so powerful. Yes, Mm -hmm. Tyra. Do you have a coach or Mrs. Coach favorite moment? I love Tammy sticking up to, to coach. Like, 
I'm going to take this job, though. I'm going to go on the campaign. You're uncomfortable with it? I don't really care. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great talk. Yeah. Yeah. Like, get, Abs- get comfortable with it. Get comfortable with it. Exactly. This is good for the education. I can help schools and counties. This needs to happen. I absolutely love that. And I also love when they're in bed and he gets the knock at the door and it's smashed. But she goes, if that is Buddy Garrity, I'm going to get your deer rifle. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, it's so funny so good they have just such great chemistry as actors too they really do in every scene you feel like sparks yeah it's like natural it's just very natural so natural i also feel like connie Britton is like just natural with like whoever she's on screen with too like she's just so great at being like immersed in a character or immersed in just whatever is going on. And I think I just, I love her so much. My God. She's such, she's just a light. She just radiates light. Yeah. She really does. She's like a goddess. Mm -hmm. It's like Tammy. Who do I have a bigger crush on? Tim Riggins or Tammy Taylor? I'm not really sure. I don't know. They're very, very close. It's really tough. (laughs) Like both of these are my crushes of, of this show. Same, same. MVP and shittiest. Do you have your MVP list? I am ready. I'm okay. Really ready. Three, Three, two, two one. Her. Corinna. Oh, Kirk. What a good one. I love that. Yeah, and Corinna was a great choice as well. I thought she was so, she was acted the shit out of this episode too. Like, so great. And just, she was so hurt, but then also so concerned for her kid. And she was great. Um, but I picked Herc because I felt like he was a great friend. Great support system week after week for Jason. I know, obviously, they had such a rocky start, but very quickly they became really like true friends, and they're they're eating together and driving around together, and they have a good friendship, especially because Jason is lacking the Tim Riggins in his life, so that like Mel Bond is not there, and right. he needs that. And Herc is such a great addition to his life and i just really enjoy him he's just got good advice all the time he's so good and he even says that to lila how much he admires herc for how he's taken this disability Mm -hmm. and what he's done with it and then i love lila said that uh if you were herc you would dump me and go for tyra because he told me he would (laughs) yeah that's great (laughs) yeah we had votes for corinna tyra and jason all right, shittiest. Shittiest. Three, Three two, two, one, buddy. Angela, buddy. Angela. Real good answer with Angela. And great answer with Buddy. I mean, he's always on my shit list. Angela, though, as much as I saw a little bit of a shift in her character, she the things that she was saying kind of felt be, felt like she was going to go back and repeat her old mistakes and... I'm not here for it unless, oh, I could predict like maybe she'll, sh- oh, I don't want to predict that. She'll try and like get in between Buddy and his wife and see, uh, like, because he's a provider. I don't know. I don't want to predict that for her. I like her. I think she's a good person, but she doesn't, she sucks when choosing men, as we know. So, did you Buddy, catch what, you know. what she was saying about? how she feels about Lila's mom, how, oh, she won't even look at you at the grocery store. 
Well, yeah, she already had negative things too. Like Lila sticks her nose up when I when she sees me. Right. So like mother, like daughter. Mm -hmm. We had we had Smash. We had Buddy, and then Jess chose Eric and said almost almost I did too Eric for acting homophobic regarding the mayor and dismissive of Terry's Tammy's desire to help her with the re-election campaign he was also dismissive of Matt regarding the plays he had come up with yes yeah I agree with you he has so much pressure right like this man has so much pressure every single day of his entire life because he's the coach of the Dylan Panthers like that's right this is the whole team's cream like this is their thing so he has stress on him at all times and while i try and cut him some slack sometimes he's a little bit of a dick oh yeah oh for (laughs) sure for sure i mean we love him but this episode a little rough you're a little rough right Right. uh vic she combined smash and buddy bash nice yeah a nice little combination (laughs) All right, let's go into a booster of the week. List. who are we supported by this week? Booster of the week. You're a total booster. This week, I chose three new pledges. Oh, my goodness. The three amigos, I'm titling them. Cute. We have um, Rob, Scott, and... Defaz. Defaz has not changed their name on Patreon, so I apologize. I don't have your real name, but thank you so much for thank joining you. the network. Hello. Uh, it is so great to have you here. We are thrilled that you have joined our Patreon family, and we are just excited to get to know you and chat and see what brought you to the network, what made you decide to join. And thank you. We We look forward to getting to know you. Yeah, let us know what show you're enjoying and how you found us. Was it our annoyance of talking about our Patreon every week? Probably. Almost like what I'm about to say right now. You know what it is. (laughs) If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please consider rating us five stars and leaving us a review if you haven't yet. And if you have already, thank you so much. It means so much. We are growing each week. We go up a little bit more and we have a full five-star flawless rating so thank you so much i know we got a new review list will you read it to us here it comes so total betty network did not miss five stars you guys have done it again this podcast is great i love the detailed recaps and the interactions between you and your podcast listeners i enjoy your guests and hear their and hearing their perspectives the best part of total betty is the patreon group I'm a member and it's the best. It just feels like I'm a part of a family that enjoys the same shows and I am able to discuss in great detail with others at any time. I'm always looking forward to what show is next. Always excellent work. That's from Kimmy. Kim. Kim, thank you so much. I mean, what a wonderful segue also into promoting our Patreon. I'm sorry, guys. Here it is. Here it is, com. It's where the magic happens. Exactly. And and everything's in the description. If you're looking to join, just head over there. But what a lovely review, a lovely way to promote our Patreon page. It's, it's, so, it's so true. We have such 
a great community. Everyone is friends. Everyone chats about television all day long. Don't you want to do that? Don't you want to like come and hang out in the Discord chat and talk about whatever your favorite teen drama or non-teen drama? I mean, guys, we talk about literally every television show that's out there, old, new. We just love TV, if you haven't already guessed. So if that's something that interests you and if you want to be a part of a birthday club or if a Topic Tuesday is interesting to you, Maybe it would be a guest spot on the episode. Then maybe a Patreon subscription is is where you uh where you're beheaded. We'll and be would, happy to have you. And you'd be helping us grow and support exactly. the show. So we yes. really appreciate it, and we thrive on community. So come. That's our number one. Us. That is our community. number one. That's right. <laughs> okay, Liz. I'm going to give you a look into next games. Playbook. It's season one, episode 14, 14. upping the ante. I know, upping the ante. Scott is going to be joining us. Nice. He newly became a patron. He also has a nostalgic cast, which I'm excited to talk to him about that. He's a big Friday Night Lights fan. Looking forward to that conversation. But the four Me words too. for you are hobby, ambush, meeting, and steal. Tish, her light newbie prediction, Jason and Lila don't actually get married and their engagement is over before the end of season one. Oh, I think that's a great newbie prediction. I could also agree to that, if not yeah. maybe even beginning of season two or something like that. Uh, okay, so I have hobby ambush, meeting steel, hobby, maybe someone has to find out figure out a hobby other than maybe it's Jason. Maybe I have to find a hobby that's not football or maybe it's Landry's hobby of being in crucifixion. What is it? Crucifixion? Crucifictorious. Crucifictorious. <laughs> oh, my crucifixion. <laughs> Crucifictorious. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe there's something on the outside. One of these kids is not only doing football or not only doing dance club or whatever Julie was doing, but it's one of the kids' hobbies. I'll predict that. Ambush. I feel like this is maybe Jason and uh, Lila ambushing their families, telling them we're, in get we're engaged. Here it is. Let me throw it in your face. We don't. We haven't even talked about it, but we're doing this. How do you think those families are going to take that news? Not well. Not Especially well Buddy, all. right? Especially Buddy. Right after the conversation he just had with Jason, he's going to be like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. How'd you get from that conversation to being engaged? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Meeting. Is this a meeting with someone important? Maybe Coach has to meet with someone about UT, maybe they're like, all right, we're 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 still interested. Are you interested? And maybe the whole smash thing is weighing heavy on him and it's hanging over his head and he maybe doesn't do well in the interview because he's worried about something getting out with that. And steal. Mm, I hope it's not smash again with the steal. <laughs> right. That would suck. We shall see. We oh, shall see. Maybe Angela steals. 
Ooh. I don't want to believe that she's this like really terrible person. I know she's not, but I feel like no, she's not terrible. Something fishy is going to happen with her working at the car dealership. Yeah. So maybe it's something with that. Oh, God. Okay. I feel so lost with these words. It could be like so many different things. Yeah. I mean, a little bit. But okay. I'm excited. Well, as we said, yeah. it's better that I, I'm so off because then we get excited to see what next week's hold. Next I am, episode holds. I am excited for next week. We'll be together. We'll get to watch together. Yes. And, and we'll be with Scott. So that will be fun. And we'll be with Scott as well. There's something you mentioned early, early on when we first started podcasting that you wanted to happen. And so that thing will happen. Oh my God, I have no idea what I said. So this is so exciting. Yeah. Early, early on the podcast. Okay, I'm here can, for it. You can marinate on that. Oh yeah. Uh, before we end this evening and we leave you all, we're going to go to Will's football poetry corner. As always, the word this evening is safety. <laughs> the safety position is the final line of defense. Smash finds safety with his mother, while Matt's father says he is leaving his family to keep them and America safe. Buddy doesn't feel safe with Jason when it comes to Lila's future, and Matt wants to attack the two high safeties when they leave the middle of the field open for slants. And then he included a picture of his favorite safety of all time, Ed Reed, the ultimate ball hawk, a term for a safety with good instincts, which I really appreciated. Well, I always love visuals, so... I love it. Always feel free to attach visuals, but that's safety. Wonderful. Wonderful, Wonderful. Will. Thank you so much. I got excited to show Aunt Aunt that picture. I was like, oh, do you know who Ed Reed is? <laughs> that's great. <laughs> but yeah, any football talk, I feel like I'm, I'm absorbing subconsciously. Yeah. It's, it's getting in there. It's getting in there. Through watching and then... The uh, Wool's Football Poetry Corner, all these right. terms. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you to everyone who submitted your questions and your comments, your reviews, and being a part of our network. If you are interested in submitting any questions and comments, reach out to us, talkintexasforever at gmail.com. We would love to hear your questions for episode 14. Ask them for Liz. Ask them for Scott. And, and we'll be back next week. Thank you so much for listening to Talking Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. You can email us at TalkingTexasForever at gmail.com. If you're interested in seeing what we do with this show and all of our others, head over to Instagram at Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty Podcast, produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio. Music by Anthony Vacora. Anthony Vacora.